Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila Embajador. Pittsburgh player, under, under two minutes with the clock running. Therefore, a 10-second runoff is applicable. This game only is five over, seconds folks. Of the, game. the game is over. Raiders win it. 26 to 17. Brent Musburger and our guy Lincoln Kennedy uh, calling the end of yesterday's Raiders win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, going on the road on a short week, dealing with a bunch of injuries, traveling across country. 10 a.m. game back home uh, in Las Vegas. I was almost going to say California. Back home in Las Vegas. A lot to deal with, including a really good Pittsburgh Steelers team that, oh, by the way, just beat the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. A lot of a, a team that a lot of people think could go to the Super Bowl this year. What do the Raiders do? They basically controlled that football game. Too many... Uh, um, Field goals to start the game. Uh, need to cash in more uh, on those red zone visits uh, with touchdowns. But the difference between last year and this year in that regard, yes, they want to score more touchdowns. It's obvious. The difference now is we've got a defense that we talked to some players about this yesterday, that when things aren't going 100% great with the offense, and they're they're you know uh, stalling in the red zone or a penalty in the red zone uh, you know results in a in a in a field goal rather than scoring seven points. They've got a defense that says, "Don't worry about it. We got your back, and we're gonna create the necessary time by holding down the fort until you guys can get it together." Which is exactly what happened Monday night against the Buffalo or against the Baltimore Ravens, and yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's worth its weight in gold to have a defense that this offense can now truly rely on and trust that hasn't been the case, not as long as I've been covering this team. If you didn't score a touchdown, it's oh, boy. Whew. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but the defense is not stopping anybody on any consistent kind of a basis. They can now, and it's it's interesting to watch that transformation of that defense. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. By the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Monsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Monday. The phone lines are burning up, and rightfully so. Raider 914, how you doing, man? Vinny Bond, what do you say? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, happy birthday to Trey Mullen. Sick pick yesterday. I hope he gets about 10 to 12 more of those before the season's over. I want to shake the hands of the coach who got in Johnny Abrams' ear in the offseason. There was a couple plays last year I said, man, this guy's like a missile. He might be one of the best open field tacklers I've ever seen. But we all know what happened the rest of the season. Out of out of play, he's not playing in the right spot. He's he's uh, all confused. I think like the rest of the defense, and now he's playing composed, but he's still ready to smash her head in. I love it. I think he's got unbelievable talent. 
And one other thing, I'm not going to lie. I would love to see Carr throw the ball 50 times a game for 400 yards, but I want to keep it real. We got to establish a running game if we want to make it deep and make a deep run in, in, in at the end of the season. I, I don't know if it's our line. We're not we're not creating any holes. We're not getting any push. We're protecting Carwell, but we're not getting any push when we try to run the ball. I think our running backs are getting hit three yards before before the line of scrimmage when we hand the ball off. So uh, so there's a there's a lot to be happy about, but I think we got to establish a run game. Uh, pretty soon. What do you think, Vinny? No, I totally agree, uh, and thanks for the call. Always appreciate it. You know that. Um, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I thought they found something, a little something-something uh, toward the end of that game in the fourth quarter when they absolutely had to have it in terms of you know running some clock. Uh, so, um, you know, as, as, as was mentioned before, they kind of went to some power uh, football and just sort of strapped it on and, and at- attacked in the run game. And it got a little bit better. Uh, I think that, you know, um, f- for right now, anyway, it's just something that the Raiders are going to have to work around because the injuries piling up on the offensive line. And, of course, you know, uh, uh, um, Josh Jacobs isn't in the lineup. That's that's the guy right there in terms of the top running back. So uh, it's something that the Raiders are going to have to figure out and manage until – Josh can come back until the line can get stabilized. And by stabilized, not just necessarily the injuries. Uh, you need to get Richie Incognito back. Uh, but, you know, Alex Leatherwood needs to build, uh, a, a, you know, more of a foundation, uh, get his legs under him, getting a better understanding of what he's doing. The Raiders getting a better understanding of what he's capable of and not putting him in some bad situations. And then Andre James, you know, working his way. Uh, down the line, and all of which I expect to happen. Uh, I think this offensive line, as the season goes on, is going to get better. What they need is playing time together, uh, and what they need is is some stability in terms of the injuries. But I think that's going to happen, uh, and if it does, along with Josh Jacobs getting healthy, I think the run game is going to uh, develop uh, as the season goes on. But in the meantime, it's nice to know, right, as a Raider fan, it's nice to know that um, you've got a quarterback like Derek Carr and a whole bunch of weapons that he's able to tap into uh, to, to, to be able to make up for what they're not getting in the running game. And there's ways to also use the short passing game, um, especially with a Kenyon Drake to kind of manufacture the equivalent of a run game with the passing game. And I'm sure the Raiders are going to be working on that uh, as well, but I'm with you. You got to get a run game going. That's going to be a key to uh, sustaining what the Raiders have built. Back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Mark is in New Jersey. How you doing, Mark? I'm good, Vinny. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing really good, thanks. Great. Um, yeah, the experts at this point had us 0-2. What do we do? <laughs> we were, we're 2-0. and um, How do you like us now? So I had to say that for one thing. Uh, coaching. i got to talk about coaching. Coaching, um, you know, I mean, Tom Cable. I mean, look what he's done with this offensive line in the last two years. I mean, all he's had is revolving players constantly, and uh, he just plugs and plays these guys, and uh, they just seem to do real well. Um, and then the defensive side of the ball, you know, you got Miles, Bradley, uh, Marinelli, and Smith. These guys have got this defense playing in two games totally better. I mean, and that's all we ask for. Like we ask for this offense to have some kind of a, somewhat of a middle-of-the-road type defense, and uh, look what we're getting. We're getting off the field. We're getting pressure on the quarterback. 
We uh, seem like I have a new attitude. Listen to Mueller's interview. Um, he seems totally bought in, focused, and ready to go. These guys have a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience. So, you know, that's helping us. And, you know, with offensively, Derek Carr is playing out of his mind. He's, he's great. And, uh, you know, last year he won 10 games for sure. It's just the defense that didn't hold up their end of the bargain. So, um, you know, he's, like I said, he's playing phenomenal. He's, he's tough. He, you know, he's just really good player, and uh, you know, hopefully he's not hurt and his ankle's okay, and he can continue to uh, do this, and uh, we can continue to get pressure on our defense. Well, and uh, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, and uh, regarding the uh, ankle injury to uh, to Derek Carr, I know uh, John Gruden talking about you know him being questionable, and um, I, I I do know that he was sore uh, when he woke up uh, this morning, um, but. Some people close to him also told me he doesn't miss, and what they meant was he doesn't miss games. So I'd be shocked uh, if Derek Carr couldn't go uh, on on Sunday. He's he's a baller and he's a gamer, and you know I know people have always laughed at the whole some people anyway that don't get what he's talking about uh, the mama mentality, uh, which he drew inspiration that he draws from from Kobe Bryant. Nobody's saying that he's Kobe Bryant. He's not saying that he's a Kobe Bryant. <laughs> you know the equivalent of Kobe Bryant. Mamba mentality is literally a mindset. Whatever it is that you do, whether you're an accountant, whether you're a sports writer like myself, whether you're uh, somebody that I see working uh, on the on the, on the new building next to the Raiders headquarters, it, it's whatever you do. It's working your hardest to be the best and doing everything that you possibly can to be the best, and that includes um, if in sports, getting back on the field, even when you're injured, doing what you need to do rehab wise, uh, preparation wise to be at your best when your number gets called or you have to go out there and play. That's the mama mentality. And as a result of that, I truly believe because the mama mentality came, you know, uh, it, it dealt with when Kobe was hurt, he played, he figured out a way to be out there in spite of all kinds of injuries. And I think Derek Carr, um, has taken a page out of that book because he gets out on the field. He's dealt with injuries before, but he goes out there and plays. plays. And I give him a lot of credit for that, and I don't think he won't play. I think he will play uh, on Sunday and probably play pretty well. Back out to the Raider Nation uh, listener line, we are going to go out to Rodney. How you doing, Rodney? Hey, Rodney, how you doing? Looks like Rodney is not there, yeah. so we will go to Rodney. Are you there? Yeah, there you go. Hey, okay, Vinny. hey, how you doing, Rodney? Up, oh, Rodney. Uh, give us a call back. We'll get you right back on. Raider from the uh, IE is on the line. How you doing, Raider from the IE? Raider from the IE. Are we there? Next up is Ralph. Ralph, are you there? Hello? Hey, yes. is this Ralph? Yes, yes, this is Ralph speaking. Hey, from Ralph, Los how Angeles. you doing, man? Pretty good, yourself? Yeah, it is. I'm doing good, thank you. I mean, I'm from Los Angeles. But my question was in regard to the secondary. Like, the Raiders seem like they pretty much have depth in all the positions. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like when Mullen and uh, Hayward Burks got shaken up, we didn't have no depth at the corner. And I was saying, with the cover three scheme, it seemed like, we still should try to go get Sherman or somebody to that extent to get us over the edge. Um, it, it's possible. You know, um, I got to – I'm, I'm – 
Thank you for, for bringing that up, by the way. Uh, Damon Arnett came in and gave up a long pass. We get it. He also made two nice plays uh, in between that. And even on the long pass, I know, um, you know, he, he had a, a little bit of a brain freeze. I think he thought he was back in Ohio State, so he didn't uh, down the player, um, you know, who went down, caught the ball, uh, went down without contact. You know, he's thinking he's back in college where that's down and out and plays ends there. It doesn't in the NFL. He knows that he'll learn from it. But even on that play, to be honest, and I, you know, I'm just going on what I saw. It wasn't terrible coverage. Um, it was a good play by the wide receiver. So to me, Arnett was where he needed to be. He didn't come up with the play. It happens. It's the NFL. That's why they call it a 50-50 ball uh, in those situations. Uh, so I know that, you know, he, he got some criticism, but, you know, in his role now, playing kind of the role that he's playing, which is if somebody gets hurt, that's when he's going to be out there. Um, or if they go into a dime look or, you know, where, where they're where they're playing with with four defensive backs or or four cornerbacks, that's when he's going to get his number called right now. Um, it's hard to do. It's hard to be completely ready all the time. Like it's it's tough to just run out there and go stop, you know, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL or any wide receiver in the NFL. So he's going to have to figure out a way to stay ready for when his number is called. And I thought he did a pretty decent job of that yesterday. There was the one pass, the long pass that he gave up, but the others were, you know, understandable completions that didn't go for for, for big yards. Uh, he also had a couple, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, some pass breakups. So, um, you know, I, I think there's still something there for Damon Arnett. Uh, he's just right now playing behind a much better player in Casey Hayward, uh, who's lightening up and of course Trayvon Mullen is doing his thing so and Nate Hobbs has taken ownership of the slot cornerback position by the way not talking about him enough he, he, that dude is where he needs to be at all times really the Raiders have come up with a very good young defensive back uh in in Nate Hobbs but I don't think the end is 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 near for for Damon Arnett. Just got to stick with it. Let him develop. He's playing behind a good uh, uh, veteran cornerback right now in Casey Hayward. Learn, watch, understand, grow, mature, and maybe uh, on the other side of things, the Raiders end up with a with a player close to who they thought they were going to get uh, with that first round pick. But he is in kind of a difficult position or a tough position right now. Um, so. Just have to have a little bit of patience as he figures out this new role. Raider, uh, uh, okay, uh, going back out to the Raider Nation listener line because Raider from the IE uh, is back. Uh, how you doing, Raider from the IE? Hey, thanks for having me on, Vinny. Of course, thank you. Hey, I just want I want to go back to uh, you know we're all lauding the the defense, which is really really cool, and it's giving the the offense a break. But I wanted to kind of go a little deeper. I mean, and it, it, it really touch about. You know, the defensive assistance, you know, uh, having Marinelli in there, having, uh, you know, the system of, of having Gruden, what he's built, kind of touching back with everything you talked about, this whole culture. It's not a trend. It's not a feeling. I think it's a lot deeper. You know, it goes back to showing the overall camaraderie. When you hear Foster Monroe talk, he was really talking about the love of Talking about when you hear Perriman, been there for a couple weeks, how he just just he just totally just latched onto the team and saying, wow, these guys are great. He didn't want to get vaccinated. He's like, I, I got to be with these guys. I, I got to be with these guys. 
And then you're watching Carr get hurt and everybody rushing out there like, God, we're we're we're, we're family. That, that's my, my my brother. This is this is deep. This is really deep. We got something growing here that I think is going to be contagious. That is not going to be easily broken if they do hit a snag. What, what do you think? I I agree with you 100. percent And you know I listen. Um, I've been talking about it a lot. I've been writing a lot about it uh, about it a lot. And I know people sometimes roll their eyes when good character gets brought up and good people uh, gets brought up and culture gets brought up. But I listen, man, I have been doing this a long time. All right. And I've seen it firsthand. I've worked for teams. Uh, I used to work for the Los Angeles Lakers back in the day. I've covered teams. There is a discernible difference, a noticeable contrast between Teams that have it together in that regard, teams that are built with good people, teams that have people and players that hold each other accountable, that want to be out there, that love to work, that love the camaraderie, that love the process, and teams that don't. And you don't even need that many that don't to really stir it all up and screw it all up, basically. But in contrast, this Raiders team, I mean, I can't think of a, of a, of a bad apple uh, on, on this team. Um, everyone that we get a chance to talk to, everyone that I've watched in practice, everyone that I've talked to other players about, there really is a culture change that has happened uh, with the Raiders, even in just the time that, I, that I've been there. And you can see it kind of coming. I went back to uh, Wisconsin with um, Alec Ingold uh, after his rookie year, hung out with them for about a week or so. Um, and he was telling me at that point, you know, how much those players in that group, and we'll talk about this on the other side, were texting each other. Uh, hey, I'm working out. What are you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm reporting. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. What are you doing? What are you up to? Holding each other accountable, pushing each other, encouraging each other. And I felt like, and it was a big group because there was a lot of players in that draft and a whole bunch of undrafted free agents as well. I was like, wow, this is, this is important right here. I know because I've seen it. Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit more on the other uh, side. But right now, we're going to go out to our good friend Q, who's holding it down. Where are you, Q? Let the world know. I'm still hanging out at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Monday night football action. The Detroit Lions are up on the board early. Uh, come hang out with us. we got all kind of drink specials. i got all kind of prizes that I'm about to give out as well. I have UNLV tickets. got some Raider Nation Radio 920 t-shirts. Got all kind of good stuff to give away. Plus, like I said, drink specials, food specials. And, of course, football. And uh, Allegiant Stadium is always being represented uh, at all times around here. i got to shout out Allegiant Stadium. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're hanging out here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's on Tropicana right across from the MGM. Come hang out with us with Raider Nation Radio 920. Very good. Uh, hope you're having fun. Hope you're staying safe. Uh, I saw the calendar on uh, – you tweeted out a picture. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh you might have to save one of those for me, I'm just saying. But anyway, um, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Monday when we get on, when we, on the other side. Uh, more of your calls, more analysis of what happened on Sunday, yesterday, uh, over in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field, uh, and looking ahead to the Miami Dolphins. 
interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It feels great. It feels great. It's uh, I, I was just telling Darren and Derek in the locker room, Carrier, uh, it, it's, an, it's kind of an attitude. It's an attitude thing, right? Um, there's an air of confidence walking out onto the field for every unit that we have, which is um, extremely underrated, and I don't know if everyone can say that, right? A lot of teams work hard, and a lot of teams have a lot of good players, but um, I feel like we're really coming into our own and working hard, and we had a great week of practice, and we're happy to get out of here with a win. That's a really good Pittsburgh team, um, and they're probably going to go pretty far. You know, as I'm, uh, it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't quite understand it, but um, I, you know, not having been around Raider Nation or covering the Raiders um, for for a long, long period of time, a uh, couple years now, um, I just never understood, uh, and still don't um, really, the 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 divide uh, between. You know, the, the people that support Derek Carr and people that want to put Derek Carr on the first bus uh, out of town, even to, to, to right now, um, you know, it's, it feels like there's an argument going on, an ongoing argument going on um, of who, who deserves the most praise for what's going on right now. Um, you know, is Derek Carr a better quarterback? Is or is it the talent around him? Is Derek Carr finally playing better? Or and it's almost like it's 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 I don't know. I feel like it's trying to justify certain positions that people have had uh, in the past, um, especially the people that have been overly critical of Derek Carr. Um, here's my thing: the two concepts aren't mutually exclusive, and I said this on Twitter. It can very well be, and actually is, that Derek Carr, now with the stability of working with John Gruden for four straight years, his personal development, which is natural, guys get better, players get better, um, is just now a better quarterback than he was in 2015, 2016. Why is that, 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 that makes sense? Players get better, especially when you introduce an element that wasn't there for him for such a long period of time. And that's the element of stability, of scheme stability, of coach stability, of messaging stability. Derek Carr is four years running in the lab that is John Gruden's quarterback lab. Obviously, if it means anything to Derek Carr and it means everything to Derek Carr, you're not going to go through that process and not be better off for it on the other end. Derek Carr has gotten better as a quarterback. Okay. Not to say that he was a bad quarterback before, but he's now a better quarterback. But it's also okay to say and admit and acknowledge another truth. That truth being everything around Derek Carr is much better now than it was pretty much at any point of his career with the Raiders. Sorry to the 2016 Raider 
fans that glorify that team and love that team so much. This is a better team than the one in 2016. It's not only a better team, it's got a more promising future. There's a lot to like about the foundation of this team, where this is headed, the structure of the organization, where they are from a salary cap perspective, who wants to be here, who uh, uh, being in Las Vegas, they're just set up better. So it's not a mutually exclusive proposition. Both team, both concepts can exist at the same time. Derek Carr is a better quarterback than he was in 2015. Shocking. A guy has gotten better in the six years, four of which have been in the same system under John Gruden. Shocking, I know. But in in the meantime, this current leadership, John Gruden, Mike Mack, the scouting staff, the new coaching, all the coaches have this organization, the infrastructure around a better quarterback in Derek Carr. Much better than it ever has been. That's the reason why the Raiders are now winning football games, looking good and complete and efficient and coherent and connected in the process. They're not winning by the chin on their or, or the or the or the you know uh, whiskers on their chinny chin chin. They're not lucking into wins. They're not miraculously winning games that they probably should have lost. They're just a better football team. They were the better football team yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers and went to their house and proved it and proved they were the better team. Injuries and all on both sides. Totally have to acknowledge that the Pittsburgh Steelers were dealing with some injuries, but the Raiders are a better team than the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Raiders are as good a team as the Baltimore Ravens. Hard to say that they're better. The Baltimore Ravens are going to be pretty darn good before this is all said and done. You watch. But the Raiders have nothing to take a back seat on when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, who are a really good team. It's not a uh, – it's, it, it's not you, – you, you shouldn't be ashamed to say we're as good as that team because I think if those two teams played ten times, maybe it's 5-5. Five, five. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how close those teams are, and that's not something to be ashamed of. Because you couldn't say that the last couple of years, I can assure you, the Raiders weren't even in the same class as the Baltimore Ravens. But they are now, and on Monday night, they showed it. They showed that they were capable of beating an equally good football team. And that's no small task right there. Trust me. So this whole conversation that I'm seeing on Twitter, as if some people are trying to justify the positions that they've had by saying, well, you know, he's actually gotten better. Uh, as if that's a bad thing. Yes, of course he's gotten better. And oh, by the way, how about this? Oh, John Gruden's going to take over the Raiders and get rid of Derek Carr. That's the first thing he's going to do. Because you know what? John Gruden doesn't like young quarterbacks. John Gruden wants to go get his guy, his veteran quarterback. Well, I'm no mathematician, but by my recollection, and my arithmetic, four drafts have come and gone. Four off-seasons, free agency periods, trade periods have come and gone. And the one guy that everybody had on the first bus out of town, Derek Carr, is still here. The Raiders haven't even pretended 
to draft a quarterback of the future to challenge Derek Carr. They haven't even like I what's the high, highest draft pick they've invested? Have they even drafted a quarterback? I'd have to look. I don't want to say anything out of order here, but I don't remember that they've drafted a quarterback under John Gruden, who has neither drafted a quarterback to replace Derek Carr or traded Derek Carr in pursuit of his quote-unquote veteran quarterback. And you know what has happened in the process of all that? John Gruden has ended up with the veteran-type quarterback that he prefers. And he goes by the name of Derek Carr. And for maybe the first time in John Gruden's head coaching career, he has a quarterback that he's hand-developed. Derek Carr was a good quarterback when John Gruden took over the Raiders. He had every necessary skill asset that you could want in a quarterback. He was smart as a whip, is smart as a whip, had all the arm strength, um, could pick up offenses, knew what he was doing. Um, he was a good quarterback prospect. He wasn't a finished product, obviously. He was what? A, I don't remember how, four years into his career. He wasn't a finished product. Um, some of that the, uh, the uh, was the result of just the dysfunction that was going on around him in terms of the instability and the roster turnover and all that and the leadership changes. Um, but so he wasn't a finished product, but John Gruden, I sat in John Gruden with John Gruden just the other day, a couple weeks ago saying, I liked this guy. <laughs> I, I, you know, when I took over, I liked the thought of working with Derek Carr. I felt like he was a good quarterback that I could work with and wanted to work with, you know, that, that which John Gruden has preached over and over and over again just seems to go in one ear and out the other for a lot of people, especially my national colleagues from across the country. I'm not begrudging them. They have a job to do. They see things the way they see things. Oftentimes when you're three steps removed from a situation, um, I'm not going to say you're talking out of your you-know-what, but sometimes you're talking out of your you-know-what, just straight out. But John Gruden kept trying to tell people, no, I actually like the guy. I think there's a lot to work with here. And look what happened. He ends up with his veteran quarterback. He ends up with the veteran quarterback that everybody kept saying John Gruden was going to go out and get. But instead of trading for that guy, John Gruden actually took the time to work with a younger quarterback and got him to veteran status. And now Derek Carr, at 29 years old, is arguably, arguably playing the best football of his career. And so much of that is on Derek Carr and the hard work that he's put in, the understanding of this offense that he has, the command of this offense that he has. But it's also the effect that John Gruden, the positive effect that John Gruden has had on him. And it's also the result of, hey, you know what? When you put better players around a good quarterback, guess what happens? Better things happen. It actually makes the other guy, the quarterback, play better. Lo and behold. F funny how that works. Derek Carr is playing better with better players around him. Derek Carr is playing better, playing alongside 
a better defense. You know, the whole thing about the better defense, you know, we can crunch the numbers all we want. Oh, well, it gets gets in the ball back more. Yeah, definitely it does. It definitely gets him the ball back more. When you have a good defense that's con- that's making more consistent stops. Derek Carr and the offense get the ball back. He could do other more things with it. But it's not just that. Everything that John Gruden did last year from a play-calling standpoint, every single thing was partly the result of or an acknowledgement of what he knew he didn't have defensively. You think John Gruden's an idiot? You think John Gruden was sitting there calling plays thinking, yeah, I've got uh, the 1984 Chicago Bears defense. I could do whatever the hell I want. I could throw it. I could chuck it. I could do this. I could do that. I don't have to worry about the clock. I don't have to worry about giving the ball to the other team. I don't have to worry about any of that because I've got a great defense. He didn't. He knew he didn't have a good defense. Anybody with any kind of sense knew he didn't have a good defense. So what do you do in that regard? What what do good coaches do in that regard? And right on down to the quarterback, too. You try to coach around it. You try to manage it. You try to mitigate it. You try to, um, you know, uh, help a weakness by not overexposing it. So everything that the Raiders did, John Gruden included last year, was partially in response to what he didn't have defense. That changes your play calling. It changes your mindset, um, all of that. So now look at the more chances that they're taking on the field. He knows he has a better defense. Absolutely. We're gonna go out to our guy Q Myers, underground, it turns out. Having a lot of fun with some fans and eating some good food, drinking some good drinks. How you doing, Q? I am good, man. We are here still at uh, at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino watching the game. It is 7-7 right now. Uh, the Lions and the Packers. Uh, I actually expected the Packers to come into this game and really kind of put their will on the Lions, but the Lions are hanging tough early in the first quarter. So, uh, yeah, we're here hanging out. A lot of good food, like you mentioned, a lot of good drinks, and a lot of good prizes to give out, man. A lot of T-shirts, calendars. Uh, Vinny, I know you saw the calendar already. You probably see me with pictures of the calendar in my hand and everything. Lots of good stuff to check out. Trust me. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, you, I'm real quick, the, the, I'm not, I'm not yeah. in front of a TV. How's my guy Jared Goff playing? Oh, he's actually doing pretty good. He's not doing bad. He threw a touchdown pass already. So he's doing he's doing pretty good. Again, like the Lions are hanging tough, man. This is a this is a interesting game where I didn't think it was going to be as interesting. I thought the Packers were going to come in here and really try to take advantage after getting blown out by uh, by Jameis Winston and the Saints a week ago. I thought, okay, they're going to come in here with an attitude. But this is a tough game, man. It's seven seven right now with thirty one seconds left in the first quarter. All right, look forward to checking it out. Q, thank you. Um, have fun out there, uh, and you'll be out there every Monday, right? Is that the uh, is that where you're Yeah, every Monday, as long as the Raiders aren't playing, uh, which they'll be playing a couple weeks from now against the Chargers up in LA. But any week that the Raiders aren't aren't playing, I'll be here uh, starting at two o'clock, and who knows when it ends? You know me; I don't have any stop sign when it comes to the party. I do know you, Q, and uh, I envy you, my brother. I really do. Uh, you're, you're in the huddle <laughs> with Vinny Bonsignor and Q Myers. Uh, Brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Monday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. The absolute worst thing in the world are the preseason 
rankings and talk shows and sorry Dave, but you know all that, all that stuff, right? He's one of y'all too, so uh, you know all that, all that preseason stuff. None of it matters. Like that's a beautiful thing about football is like I say all the time that you still got to put the ball down. You still got to play, and whatever team put the work in and is on their stuff, it's on the details. That team's gonna ultimately, hope, hopefully, end up winning. You know, and that's why. I, I don't blame them for thinking that we wouldn't be. I mean, we we haven't done what we've wanted to do for the last couple of years. You know, we haven't been to playoffs since 2016. You know, I don't I don't blame that thought process. But at the same time, like just as a competitor, you're just like, like I I don't care about that. Just put the ball down and let's see if we see if we can turn these into wins. Now, we've started two and zero before, but we got to keep going. You know, we we can't let this thing we can't let this thing go downhill. So. Uh, Keeping the mindset, staying in the process, staying in the channel. Those are all the things that matter. That's Derek Carr uh, responding to a question I actually asked him, uh, which was, hey, you're starting against the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, two physical, historically good football teams. A Monday night, you know, uh, uh, that, that Pittsburgh game coming off the Monday night game against the Baltimore Ravens, a lot of injuries, not a lot of people predicted that the Raiders would be two and zero right now. In fact, um, if, if you're, if you follow the odds makers and all that, uh, they were not favored to win either one of those games flat out. They were the decided underdogs in both of those games. Um, and I, you know, I, I kind of sat back and, and what, what I've noticed about this team all throughout is like, I don't, they don't care. <laughs> you know, there's a belief on this team. Foster Moreau talked about it. It's something in the air. There's something in the air. And there's confidence in each group. When each group takes the field defensively, offensively, special teams. You know, when I when I visited with with, with John Gruden uh, and he was kind of walking me through uh, the process of building this team, you know, one thing he pointed out was, look, this isn't Madden. <laughs> you can't just magically go get players. There's a salary cap. There's... Um, there's only so many draft picks uh, that, that you have. There's certain players from time to time that just don't want to be there. You have to understand that players have their own agendas and their own wishes and their own desires. So, And you have to make it work with all these different dynamics um, that are going on that you have to deal with and put together a, a, a good team. And, you know, he was like, we found – our kicker, we found our punter. We went out and got our left tackle. He's naming all the positions, and I know it's like, oh, you know, it's not hard. It's not easy to do that, and you're gonna have some swings and misses along the way. The Raiders thought that they drafted uh, a cornerstone defensive tackle or defensive end in Cleve Farrell. It turns out he's probably not that guy, and I know everyone harps on that, but you're not gonna hit home runs on every on every pick or every transaction that you make, but you got to, but as long as you're, you're uh, stacking up doubles with a home run here or there and uh, a hard single going the other way and just getting as many good players as you possibly can, you're not going to have great players at every position, but as long as you're getting good to great, um, efficient, to really good, you know, as long as you're you're mixing that together and and slowly but surely building a roster, don't discount Daniel Carlson. They got him off the scrap heap. The Minnesota Vikings, in their infinite wisdom, and an impulsive coach who lacked patience in Mike Zimmer, 
decided to cut Daniel Carlson, what, two games into his rookie season after the Vikings invested a fairly high draft pick in him. That's just dumb. That's like, you know, if you're if you're in this business, you have to at some point have a little bit of patience. And Mike Zimmer said the guy missed a, he struggled a little bit early on. And Mike Zimmer said, I will go find somebody else. You see what happened to the Vikings yesterday? Again, their kicker let him down on an easy 34-yard field goal to win the game. Could have had Daniel Carlson, but no, he was impulsive, and the Raiders swooped him up. They found their kicker, and he's a damn good one. They got a good punter. They've retooled their defensive line. It's now deep and effective. They, you know, on the fly, rebuilt their linebacker room at the end of training camp, trading for Denzel Perryman. Signing K.J. Wright. They go out and get Casey Hayward, who's been a, uh, a revelation right now. Trayvon Mullen, a draft pick, you know, a second-round draft pick, is panning out. Foster Moreau, what was he, a fourth-rounder, fifth-rounder? Hunter Renfro. Josh Jacobs, you don't think the Raiders are deep. Josh Jacobs, see what how they ran the ball yesterday? And the week before with an unhealthy uh, Josh Jacobs? I mean, yeah, Clee Farrell is a miss. You know, Tanner Muse was a miss. We'll see what happens with him in, in Seattle. Um, you know, the running back that they drafted from, from Kentucky, uh, uh, Lynn Bowden, was a miss. But there's been some hits, too, now. Let's not forget that for a moment. A lot of them, actually. It's why the Raiders are 2-0 and right now. They've done a pretty good job, a really good job, actually, of building this roster. You're not going to bat 1,000. And if, if I'll say this, if you're only going to um, focus on the negatives, you're not in this business. You're not going to be able to do this business. If you're going to dwell on the negatives, and I'll tell you this too, learn from the mistakes. If you're, if you're not going to do that, then you're not for long. Yeah, the Raiders have uh, missed on some draft picks. Remember the year that the the Rams drafted uh, Aaron Donald? They also drafted a tackle, I believe, with the second round from Auburn, who is no longer in the league. He was a bust. You're not going to hit a thousand. You're not going to bat a thousand. But you keep working. You keep putting it together. You keep, you know, uh, trusting your process and trusting your eyes and trusting your scouts. And trusting your intelligence and learning from your mistakes. That's a critical component in all of this, learning from your mistakes. But all I do know is four years into this, the Raiders have a pretty darn good roster that they've built on the, in a complete rebuild. Aside from Derek Carr, this has been a complete rebuild from top to bottom. And as I look at them on the field yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers and a week ago against... Um, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, I can't sit here and say that either one of those teams are just flat out better than the Raiders. I think the Raiders are better than the Steelers. And I think they stand right up face-to-face, eye-to-eye with the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens are a pretty good team. So, um, and that's a credit to what the Raiders have been doing, all the work that they've put in. And it's come with a lot of criticism. I think it's come with a lot of impatience. People think that there's a magic wand that you can just, you know, 
float in the air and change things and fix things. It doesn't work that way. Not in the NFL. Watch how long it's going to take um, Urban Meyer if if they stick with them a little bit of time to get that thing going. It's just hard to do, especially if you are uncertain at at quarterback. But you know the Raiders have, believe it or not shown steady progress it wasn't last year they should have won more games but their defense just wasn't ready yet that offense was a 10 11 win offense period the key now of course is keeping it going and i think the depth that they have is going to put them and the defense obviously is going to put them in a better position to stay in it we'll see I want to say thanks to Trayvon Mullen, uh, the birthday boy and one of the heroes from uh, yesterday's big win for the Raiders. Thank you for uh, spending some time and joining us in the huddle. Thanks to Q Myers, who's uh, uh, doing his thing, spreading the word of Raider Nation wherever he goes. Um, that's That guy uh, has been a blessing for Raider Nation Radio. Trust me when I say that. Uh, nobody works any harder, uh, and he's out spreading the word, and, and that's exactly what we need. Um, and and I, I hope you guys appreciate the hard work that he's putting in. I want to say thanks to Demond Cotton for everything that he does uh, holding down the fort. Thanks to the callers. I know you guys are fired up, and I know that there's a little bit, and I wouldn't say skepticism, but you don't want to hope too much right now. You don't want to get too excited right now, and that's a good place to be. It's day by day, snap by snap, rep by rep, week by week, game by game. Uh, just enjoy the process and enjoy it all unfolding. Uh, nobody deserves it more than Raider Nation. We'll check back with you tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. Lincoln Kennedy, our great friend and my great colleague, uh, will be back with us during the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Monday. Have a great day. Enjoy the game. See you guys tomorrow.